Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Jack X podcast. I am joined today by Marcus Dyer from Flipside. I'm very excited to be talking about the ever emerging conversation of the next stage of web 3D, how things are evolving, um, and kind of this web 3.0, what comes next. So, Marcus, thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, sure, Kerry. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Nice to chat. And if you could, could you just quickly kind of introduce yourself and, and your role at Flipside, just so everyone understands? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, my name's Marcus. I'm I'm from Flipside. I I run run the agency, which is part of the the IPG family. There's around sort of a hundred of us or so. Um, we, we do all things digital, but I think um, one of the things we pride ourselves is kind of always being on that slightly sort of cutting edge of digital, right? So, you know, we do websites when no one was doing websites and apps when no one was doing apps. And now it seems to sort of, you know, the big vogue at the moment is sort of, you know, metaverse, virtual events, augmented reality, all this stuff. So uh, we suddenly find ourselves in that world. And I guess it's my, my role is sort of, uh, spearheading that coming up with the uh, new ways to, to play in those sort of environments i love that and you cut right to the heart of you know what we're going to be talking about today which is you guys always remaining on kind of the cutting edge of, of what is coming next as far as is it communication you guys look at or is it more about the connection what kind of drives the way that you guys approach how you expand and evolve i've, I've stopped being able to define it really i mean it's we, we, i guess we're a kind of creative technology and platform agency but you know we're part of you know Weber Shanwick and IPG is you know and working with you guys at Jack obviously you know so that brings us into the world of communications and events so like I don't think I'm even able to define it anymore as you know any any sort of one one discipline but I think we we've sort of found you know over the last kind of year or two this whole kind of metaverse thing has 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 totally exploded as a sort of you know conversational topic with clients so i think you know like it was a couple of years ago now when when mark zuckerberg came out and you know rebranded facebook as meta and all this sort of stuff you know that created a real kind of cascade of interest in in in, in that world and um you know since since that moment a couple of years ago you know we, we've been you know scrabbling i suppose like everyone else to work out you know what on earth is the metaverse you know what's the right way to approach it and so on so it's been a sort of massively accelerated learning curve for everyone you know both client side and agency side but it's been you know it's been an exciting couple of years and now we're pretty deep into it and uh yeah there's all sorts of stuff flying around loads of loads of vr loads of ar loads of digital events it's kind of uh it's a fun and interesting place to be at the moment it is. It's very fun and interesting, but I have to say, you know, it can be distracting at times almost where it feels like we're at this precipice where we could go in so many different directions or, you know, with the emerging technology and of course with the new power of 5G networks and what that enables us to do um, with streaming and content bandwidth. You know, it seems like there's so many places, you know, that everyone can put their attention, which is very exciting, but I think also very overwhelming for a lot of people. Totally. Like, and, and, and it's really hard to know which way to jump. Right. You know, when we, we, we get a lot of clients who call us up and go, hey, you know, what can we do in the metaverse? And it's, you know, your, your first problem is that that word itself doesn't really mean anything. And, you know, even when people are asking it, they don't really know what they're asking for a lot of the time, you know. Um, <laughs> So that's always quite interesting to kind of work out which way to go. And as you say, there are so many different articulations of what the metaverse is, right? You know, there's different platforms, there's 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 Facebook's propositions, there's Roblox, there's Roblox, there's Decentraland, there's, you know, God knows what, and, you know, 
which which way do you jump? And also, I think when you're trying to advise clients, you know, which way to jump? It's a tough one, right? Because it's an evolving landscape and you're being asked to kind of place bets when the environment is kind of still in, not only in motion, but still being defined, right? So it's kind of hard to work out which the right way to jump is and, 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 and obviously to help the clients kind of on that journey. And I think a lot of the interest we're getting is people who just actually want to get their, you know, dip their toes in the water, kind of work out what the right technologies are, work out the right way to sort of get their business ready for something that I think is, you know, pretty, pretty obviously going to be quite a big part of our communications mix over the next few years. Mm. I think people are just trying to sort of, like I say, yeah, get, get, get their toes in the water and find out what it means, what the opportunities are, how it can drive value for their business. So, you know, that, that makes it, as you say, you know, a complex landscape, but it also, it also makes it a load of, load of fun, right? It's, it's, it's a good place for innovation. It's a good place for trying something new. It's a good place for clients to be creating sort of surprising new ways of doing things. So yeah, you know, so it's like I say, so it's, it's a fun place to be at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, like you're saying, I completely agree. There's so much in, in what we've been advising clients in this space is this is the play time. You know, in whenever new technology starts to emerge, you have a little bit of time where you get to play and, you know, test things out. And I find that particularly interesting because that can be hard when you're looking at having to develop a complex code or a VR solution. But I find it interesting solutions that allow people to kind of dip that toe in pretty accessibly. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys have started to set up here and, you know, micro versus and, and how that approach is working? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely talk about the microverses. But I think just before I do that as well, I think it, I was interested in that point you're making about that sort of you know the the kind of evolution from from playtime to you know to, to to hard work, I suppose. And 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 there's there's definitely been that transition over the last few months. I think particularly with some of the stuff in augmented reality. You know, it it started off where we were kind of building stuff that was kind of you know fun fun things for marketing, right? You know, you like you, you can imagine like fun augmented reality to you know, promote, uh, you know, soft drinks and hamburgers, right? You know, um, but, you know, just fun kind of playful toys for, for, for consumers. But what we've seen over the last few months is that actually has really started to transition into like real hard use cases. So particularly in augmented reality, we've seen stuff like we're working for, um, you know, pharma companies who make, um, uh, you know, when you fall over skiing and you have like a, a big metal plate put in your elbow and stuff like that, right? So, you know, some of these big sort of pharma companies creating those sort of products. We're now using augmented reality so you can kind of point your phone at the joints and see the actual, you know, the fusing plate that they would use to fix that joint and so on. You know, so it's gone from being these things that are quite, you know, fun, frivolous marketing toys into things that are quite, you know, hardcore use cases for companies, right? So, so that's been really interesting watching that evolution from 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 playtime. Um, but as you say, we're we're also seeing that in in the event space, and I think we've 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 gone through a similar evolution in 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 the events world, where uh, Flipside has, uh, you know, we've we've been working with Jack Morton and a number of other partners, you know, doing digital events online, you know, this sort of usual video broadcast sort of stuff. Uh, but as you say, we've started to look at these things called microverses over the last sort of few, um, well, maybe, maybe the last year or so, where we've started to create these metaverse-like spaces where we can put on events, um, but bringing that sort of 3D dimension back into them, right? Because I think we've all been used to kind of sitting in front of screens, watching video streams of events, you know, that, that 2D experience. 
But I think with these microverses and these 3D spaces, you're actually able to begin to introduce some of that more interesting kind of spatial dimension of events. Um, you know, that ability to, to, to bump into people, to interact, to um, experience, you know, concepts or products in, an, in a physical space. And so suddenly what we're calling these microverses reintroduce that third dimension that we've all kind of, I guess, missed a little bit over the last, over the last few years. Um, so, so yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I can, I can talk a bit, talk about the detail a bit more, but that hopefully gives you a little bit of a sense of how we, how we came about it at least. So Marcus, could you just quickly explain a little bit more about what a microverse actually is? Yeah. So, so these are these spaces which we've been creating, which, uh, to, to, to create these sort of digital events and experiences. And, um, the, the idea is they're, they're kind of small private metaverses that you can access through a browser or through your mobile phone. So you can go onto Google Chrome in your browser and, and you have an, an avatar, which can then walk through a, a, a 3D world of our own design, essentially. So we could be creating um, an event space, uh, you know, a concert. We could be creating a digital twin of an office. Um, but it's these these places where you can walk around in a in an avatar form um, in these 3D spaces. But but critically, you can see other people who are doing the same. So you're creating this ability for people to connect and interact within these sort of with within these. Um, 3D spaces. The, the, the reason we call them microverses is simply because they're, they're ones that are within kind of our control, I suppose. I think one thing that we, some clients, particularly on the B2B side, are nervous about is it's quite difficult to just do an event in Decentraland, for example, because, it, you're, you know, because, you know, as the name would suggest, it's, you know, it's Decentraland, right? You know, you don't necessarily have that same level of, of control and you know the same uh, knowledge of the analytics that you might want etc etc and so these microverses allow you to kind of control the environment both from a design perspective but also from a security perspective and from an experience perspective so it's basically these 3d event spaces which you know the client um, or, or event manager controls it's awesome and in i think the key things that you just mentioned there are the control but also a much lower barrier to entry. You know, when we talk about things like Decentraland, um, you know, there is a barrier to entry. You know, some of these platforms require special names, special downloads, uh, crypto wallets, uh, anything of, of that range. Yes. And what's so great about what you guys do is, I mean, you can access it through desktop, through mobile, through VR, like the, there's multiple options for you guys. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you, you can get into them through a link, you know, I can email you a link, you click on it, and then you're in, right? So very, very low barrier to entry. Now, of course, you can, you know, we, we have a number of clients, you know, who want to put some level of security on it, you know, maybe there's a password, etc. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of being able to jump in, you can just jump in and you're right, it doesn't have those same barriers, like, like, you know, potentially, you know, crypto concerns, for, for example. So they are very, very easy to jump into. So when you're trying to sort of, you know, engage an audience, whether that's a consumer audience, or whether that's an internal audience, for example, um, very low barriers to entry. There's no, there's no hardware needed. There's no app download. You can do it on your desktop. You can do it on your mobile. It's a, it's a very easy way to jump into these sort of 3D event spaces. Yeah, and you guys, just quickly, I wanted to touch on some of the great features that you guys have, because I think what you've done and what you've prioritized from my point of view on your platform is real natural connection between people really facilitating that, you know, you've used the word serendipity uh, of, of, of not just interaction, but also of movement. 
and engagement in content. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the is features the right word or <laughs> elements, tools? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I suppose so. Yeah, just, just picking up on your point about the sort of the, the connections of people. Yeah, I mean, I think probably most of the listeners can kind of picture what a kind of metaverse slash microverse looks like, right? You know, it's a 3D space. I can look up, I can look down, I can wander around, I can go and look at, you know, I can walk over there and see an exhibit over there. I can go and go down a water slide over there or whatever it is, right? Um, but I think one of the things that's sort of really magical about them, if you haven't used them before when you first get into them, is, is when you're actually seeing the other people in there and you're seeing the avatars and suddenly you realize that, oh, it's not just an avatar, like it's another person experiencing that environment in the same way I am, right? So you have those kind of fun, magical moments where you kind of see that going on. Um, but also, you know, you're able to walk up to people, start a conversation, you know, as you go closer, you can hear their voice and so on. So you can create these sort of these, these, these moments of connection, these, 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 these kind of fun kind of magical free songs, I suppose. So, 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 so that to me is one of the big ones of them is just that ability to, to connect with people and to see other people experiencing the same thing, the same thing that you are. It adds, I think it just adds a level of, of feeling that, 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 that you don't get just from a kind of 2D video. No, and I think I think it's so interesting. You know, it's it's all about that kind of approach. There's so many different tools out there that I think are tackling the problem in different ways, right? And and really trying to find an interesting way in. And I think the first fundamental part is this this push moving from 2D to 3D. And you know, we're seeing in a lot of different places yeah. right now. I mean, kind of two questions for you. Number one, do you think that this is just the natural push of web getting more complicated because we can do it or are you seeing you know are there yeah. real positives that you're seeing in you know this application yeah. it's it, it, it's funny you say that because i always thought that with do you remember when 3d movies came out and like and you know the stuff was coming out of the screen and it was all 3d and and i sort of remember thinking like I'm entirely unimpressed by this. Like I can, I see in 3D all day, every day. This is not like, why would I be impressed to see something in 3D? It seems like a, a frivolous use of, of, of that technology. And, and, and certainly, you know, you, you know, there are plenty of people who look at the sort of, you know, the, the metaverse and these 3D spaces and make a similar sort of, um, you know, similar sort of critique of, of those sort of things. Um, but I think what we found is there are there are some things that the 3d experience introduces into events and we're not just events actually even you know even all sorts of marketing disciplines i think there are things that 3d introduces that that, that really are actually new and and and, and irreplaceable in some ways and and one of the one of the things that we talk about a lot especially with 3d events is this idea of what we what we call serendipity right so if you went to a, a three, you know, a three D event, I can't believe I'm saying you know, a real world event, right? Three D, right? You'd always have the ability to bump into someone, to overhear a conversation, you know, to to, to interact in, in in quite a human way, um, and to come up with sort of unexpected ways of meeting people or experiencing a product, right? Those things have actually been very very hard to replicate through the you know, the, the, the 2D teams events that we've been forced into over the last couple of years. Right. Um, so I think that ability to, to, to create that, that thing I talked about serendipity in these 3D environments, you can actually see the other people who are at the events. Right. So I'm not just looking at the speaker or I'm not just looking at the, the product or the experience, but I can see the other people who are there. I can see um, other people attending the event. I can see that maybe people who share similar interests, you know, using those data points, 
to actually be able to look at another avatar and say, this avatar shares my interests on this particular topic, right? So now, rather than just sort of experiencing the event, I can experience that serendipity around it, that ability to bump into people, that ability to have unexpected conversations or that ability to experience a product in a in, in, in a physical way that I wouldn't do just through a 2D, 2D screen. So, so, so yeah, I mean, to, to, to that degree, I think, I, I think it is different. I think it is new and I think it is something that will stick because it is adding back in that extra humanity and physicality that we've had, you know, we've had a real world event. So, so yeah, I think we are looking at something new. Yeah, and I think depth, you know, it's funny you were, how often you were using the word experience. And I think, well, we obviously will be biased at Jack Morton, but, you know, we've done a lot, we've done a lot of digital work over the years, you know, purely for desktop and mobile, but there is a limitation to the quote unquote experience layer, right? There's only so many elements that you yeah. can control. You can't control people's environment. You can't control where, how, you know, they're kind of consuming. And so there were a lot of limitations and everything that you were just talking about was really about introducing elements to create a, in a depth of experience, you know, something that does feel richer mm -hmm. and isn't just kind of a one-way communication, which is what has been the struggle, uh, you know, for, for any kind of online communication uh, before this. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, one thing that always blew my mind with, you know, take, take e-commerce as an example, right? You go to, I don't know, you go to the BMW website, right, to go, to go and look at a new car, like, you know, and maybe even buy that new car online, right? But, but it always blew my mind that there, there was no one there. That, you know, you, you, you went to a website, you're going to make a great big ticket purchase, but there was no one there, right? You know, if, if, if I go into a shop, there's, you know, there's a, there's a hundred, you know, a hundred people who are going to run up to me and say, you know, hey, how can I help you? What are you looking for, Right. These are things that we lost when we moved to digital, you know, and suddenly you've got these big ticket things like buying, buying this sort of BMW where suddenly no one's there. No one's asking you how you're doing. No one's asking you whether, you know, wh whether they can help you. And, and I think there was, you know, in, in, in our first move to digital, there was you know, obviously, you know, some incredible new experiences and, and, and power that that unlocked. But also, I think we lost a bit of that humanity and serendipity and customer service and you know there's just this extra dimension that allowed someone to actually be there and um you know to to, to be able to assist whether that's in the context of e-commerce or in the context of events so yeah i absolutely mm -hmm. see this new dimension just re-injecting something which we sort of almost forgot to include the first time around with the digital if you see what i mean completely and i think again your use of the word service is very interesting because there's a very strong case to be made that in the move to digital companies and many brands have gotten very lax with providing service. Anything that could have been yeah. outsourced to chatbots, to FAQ pages was done. And what they have found and what has repeatedly been shown is, is that when you can create that connection, that more human connection, even if that is just typing, but chatting with a real human as opposed to a bot, it makes a huge impact. And those are brands that have seen such incredible kind of shift in customer relationship because of that service. 100%. And I mean, you're, you're, you're closer to this than I am, you know, in, 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 in events world, obviously, but you know, that, that, that has to be such an important part of events, right? Part, part of the event is, you know, getting your message across or showing your new product or what have you, but like, you know, 
90 percent of that event is about the experience it's about like connecting with the audience or the customer or you know like actually creating that first connection that's going to lead to a longer term business value or whatever right like so much of it is about that connection and i think this this move into the metaverse and you know admittedly we're still in early you know in early phases of it but i think it does give us that ability to reintroduce that that little bit of you know mm. lost connection or lost magic that you were kind of hinting at there Totally. Because I think, you know, one of the fundamental building blocks of experience really is about access for attendees. That might be access to, you know, uh, celebrities or, you know, it might be access to other talent or it might be access to um, senior leaders, depending on what it is. But that access. And I think that's the thing that has been the hurdle to get over. And it's something that I think you guys are approaching really well with kind of the micro verses. Can you talk a little bit about injecting that level of experience and access like into a 3D space? Yeah, I, I, I certainly can. So, so again, just, just to put it into context for, for people, the, the, these, these microverses are, what, what we're doing is we're creating sort of 3D spaces where people can, can congregate and can experience something together, right? So this could be an event, it could be a concert, it could be a a corporate town hall, etc. But it's this ability to to, to recreate those events um, for people to experience in a collective fashion, um, and I and I think that that point about them being able to experience it together is a really important part of it. When we talk about these microverses, they're not necessarily people with headsets on. So so I think when we when we talk about metaverse, people automatically assume that you're wearing a VR headset, right? These things actually aren't doing that. They tend to be working in three D on 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 a laptop, right? So 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 first off, just kind of picking up on your sort of you know your your sort of accessibility question. Um, you know, in a slightly different dimension, they're very easy to get into, right? You can do it on your laptop, you can do it on your mobile. Um, so it's very, very easy to, to jump into. You don't need any hardware. There's no barrier to entry for the audience. That, that's, that's one really important point. But then once you're in, you're suddenly in a space with other people. So again, you're not experiencing these things in, 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 in a one-to-one fashion. You're experiencing it in, in, in a one-to-many fashion. And, 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 and I think that is kind of, you know, that word serendipity I was using again, that, that's what it, that's what it re-injects. And, and, and to give you a sort of an example use case that I think picks up on, 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 on your question, we, we, we do, for example, town halls for large corporates, right? Now, think, think about these, these, these corporates who, you know, they've had people working from home for two years, right? There's been a lot of staff turnover. You have people, you have entire companies that, that haven't met each other before, right? They don't know what it means to work at that company. They, they, you know, they, they, they haven't, ex- they, maybe they haven't even been into the office, right? So suddenly we're able to create these spaces where, where we throw all those people together in, 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 in a really interesting way, right? They can hear from their leaders talking about the, you know, the strategy and direction for the company. And, you know, and that's great, but we've always been able to do that through video. But now what we can do through the meta, through, through microverses is as well as hearing these messages and seeing these, these speakers, suddenly the people are able to sort of interact horizontally. I can suddenly sort of, you know, connect with my peers, bump into people again, and, and actually, you know, again, on that point of accessibility, I've got that ability to, 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 to mingle and bump into people and, and, and have conversations in, 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 in new ways. And it's, it's, you know, it's when we were all in offices, it was easy for us to kind of bump into someone in the corridor and start a sort of, you know, a, a water cooler chat, or, you know, it might be that I would bump into, my boss's boss in the corridor, you know, someone who I would never randomly start a team's call with, but can suddenly have a quick 
glanced conversation with them in a corridor, right? Those are opportunities that that we've lost, but these kind of microverses allow us to reintroduce these these sort of moments of you know serendipitous interaction. You know, th those are the things that I think really these things bring to life, whether that's in the context of you know a, a, a corporate environment as I've described there, or whether it's in the context of a of a concert. You know, that accessibility, mm -hmm. that ab ability to mingle. These are things I think that we, you know, again, we've, we've all lost out on a little bit over the last few years. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny when you talk about the assumption, right, of when you're in these spaces, everyone's in VR. And our head of, <laughs> our head of creative technology has a funny joke about that people just got bored using the word VR and that's why they started using metaverse is that that's why <laughs> people just wanted a new, a new term to use, you know, they needed I something fresh. Word, I must have a new yeah. word. But I think there is, I, th I think there is something different going on there because I think the, the reason I brought up that point about, you know, not necessarily needing the VR is there, there are two immediate problems with, with, with the VR piece. One, one is obviously the sort of penetration, right? Like, it's actually, it's accelerating, but it's not, you can't rely on your audience having a headset at the moment, right? So so that is one thing you've got to be a little bit cautious of, in my opinion, um, especially when you're, you, when, you're, when you're doing these sort of events that you want to be accessible, right? You don't want the VR to be a, to be a barrier to that, right? Now, now I think that is, you know, that, that is a short-term issue, right? That penetration is, 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 is moving fast, but that is, that is a practical issue that we're all dealing with now. The, the other thing that I've seen just in terms of that sort of, you know, again, that, that word we're using, sort of experience thing. The other thing that I've seen sometimes events, and maybe you guys have this, you know, like you'll have a client who'll do a sort of VR experience in an event. There are some cases where that's great, but there are also some cases where that can be isolating as well. You know, you mm. find yourself, you know, locked into a one-to-one -one experience in a headset whilst the event's going on around you. And, and, and now I can't see the event going on and the people at the event can't see what I'm experiencing. And actually, if it's not implemented well, it can actually create, you know, a, a, a barrier, you know, a barrier in some ways. Um, so, 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 so to that degree, I mean, that, that, that was why I drew that distinction earlier is I think there is a difference between VR and metaverse to some degree. Um, you don't necessarily Absolutely. locked into that headset. And I think that, that, that we're going to be in this kind of multi-device limbo for a while. Because I think we're seeing yeah. also that the end next state, and this is a little bit of a tangent, it might not be VR. That's the thing that wins. It might yeah. be AR, wearables. You know, like I don't think we know yet who wins in this war or where the ultimate kind of power rests in the next form of like the consumption devices. It's it's so funny you're thinking that because I I, I have exactly the same thought. Like my my gut feel is that actually, I mean obviously VR has happened and will happen, right? I don't think there's any doubt of that. But but I think actually the main flashpoint from a consumer adoption perspective in the short term, I think is going to be AR actually. And the reason I see that coming down coming down the pike is I think if if you take Facebook, right? I, I always think about Facebook. It, it's it's it's, it's not really a social network. It's a photo sharing website, right? If you think about almost all social media, it's fundamentally people sharing photos, right? And, and, and that was where, you know, the thing that really kicked social media into action was people sharing pictures. That was it, right? Now, I think what's going to happen is I think AR is going to do the same, where actually what's going to happen is we're going to start sharing photos, but they're going to be 3D photos. 
Um, and I think, you know, like imagine, imagine for a minute, um, I don't know, your, your dog died last year. Bad example, right? I hope your dog did not die last year. Um, but, you know, but instead of having a photo of, of, of my beloved puppy, I've now got a 3D object of, 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 of my doggo on my desk in front of me and I can see her sleeping and breathing and, and I can see that in AR. And, 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 and you think about the, the difference in the emotion that will bring out and the difference in the quality of that photo and the substance of that photo. It will make our old 2D photos look completely archaic. So I think what will happen is when the public really latch on will be when someone really creates that effective way of creating and sharing 3D photos, seeing them in augmented reality. That's going to be the flashpoint. Like the 2D photos in Facebook were mm. the flashpoint for social media. I think that will be the flashpoint for AR. So I think that's the one that will get mass, mass adoption to start with. Yeah, and I definitely, I think you've just picked such a, a, a great example of that kind of easy kind of over the hum thing. And, you know, I think, frankly, the pandemic shifted our course a lot because we probably were on the path of more isolation, more kind of individual experiences. And that was more of the focus. And I think people got a real taste of what that was like. And we're like, no, 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 we want the overlay. We want we want the <laughs> yeah. added benefit of all we the digital the things. Bit, yeah. yeah, we want it both. We want the best of yeah. both worlds. And, and I find that really interesting. And, and I'm very happy about it, frankly. <laughs> That's 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 a really nice articulation. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we we like the old bits. We like the new bits, but we kind of like the old bits too. I think that's a, that's a really nice way of thinking about it. Um, and I and I think you're right. I think I, I think that's 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 where AR is particularly interesting because we've all probably experienced AR. You know, we we we've you know you you have your phones up and you can see you know a, an avatar turn up on your desktop or whatever it is. But some of the new AR stuff that's coming out actually allows people to uh, to participate in shared experiences. You know where. It's, it's uh, yes, yes. I'm seeing that avatar through my phone, but you are seeing the same avatar through your phone as well. So suddenly, mm. we're actually seeing a a shared overlay of the real world, right? And again, that that I think a little bit. You, you know, I spoke about the headsets, about those being isolating, right? It's almost it's it's almost like fixing that problem in AR, where instead of having that one to one experience with AR, we are now all experiencing it in a common fashion. And I think that mm -hmm. creates something much, much more interesting. And, and and my guess is, I think, you know, over the next year or so, Apple are going to release their, you know, their headset and, and what have you. And my guess is that's the direction they'll go is shared augmented experiences um, is, 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 is where I think they'll go. And actually, even even then, like some of their execs are already saying, like, I'm never going to use the word metaverse. And I think they're never going to use the word metaverse because they're going to completely go the other way to Facebook rather than creating the, you know, the, uh, the, the these these kind of I don't know what to call it, you know, these walled garden worlds. I think what Apple are going to try and do is go the other way and create a, a shared augmented real world experience that's 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 my gut feel of where that that will go hmm. over the next year and a very profitable uh new ad platform as well that they can roll out <laughs> oh my oh my goodness yeah i mean the, the ads but 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 also i mean i i also think about um i think probably what they'll do is is is, is be selling um digital products in AR as well, right? So, so think about this, yeah. right? So my, my kid plays my kid plays Fortnite and it costs 15 bucks for him to buy a new skin for his avatar in Fortnite right now. I think what we're going to be able to do over the next sort of few years is buy, buy skins for the real world, right? So, you know, 
you're driving around your car, you know, it's blue, that's kind of boring. I don't want it blue anymore. I want it in, you know, zebra stripes or whatever, right? You'll, you'll be able to buy those zebra stripes virtually, apply them to your car, and then suddenly everyone will be able to see them. I'll be able to see them through my goggles. You'll be able to see them through your goggles. And so we're actually able to buy physical world objects digitally. You know, there'll be some really interesting things like that. That was such a good example, Marcus, because I think what, you know, what turns people off and the, the thing that they can't get over in their minds for some reason in, in is this idea of digital things aren't worth anything if they're, you know, and it's like, well, but yeah. you, when you create that connection to the real world, you really limit that hump. Because I think you know, you'd still have a lot of people that are like, if there is no connection to what I see, the physicality of real life, did, then it's not real. Yeah. Did it really happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel that too. I feel that sort of, you know, that's like disconnect between digital objects and, 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 and real objects. But the weird thing is like, my kid, do, my, my kid doesn't. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking just before Christmas at the moment. My kid doesn't want any physical presence. Like, like what a complete waste of time. Like he's, he's interested in digital stuff. Right. And so he doesn't see that distinction in quite the same way that we do. I think, you know, we grew up where the digital object was, was new and ethereal and not quite as tangible or as important as a physical product. The kids now don't see that distinction at all, uh, and 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 I and I think so. So a you've got a generation coming up where where, where that distinction is much grayer than I think maybe maybe you or I feel it, um, but also then you've got this other pressure coming in where actually there genuinely isn't going to be a distinction between the digital and the real world. You know there is there is going to be this fusing. Um, I, I think those barriers will just completely erode, and 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 you can see it in. Um, I, I don't know if if, if you guys saw. Um, you know, Nike bought that company Artifact. I don't know if you've seen that. You know, mm, yes. Sort of dig, dig, digital trainers and so on. Like those digital versions of the trainers, sneakers, apologies, uh, you know, and, and now, you know, then they're, they're now trading for as much, if not more, as the physical objects and so on. So, yeah, I mean, I just think those walls are going to come crumbling down if they haven't already. Yeah, and I think what you're touching on, I think, is one of the reasons, you know, because I Maybe an unpopular opinion uh, for people who work for an experiential marketing agency, but um, I'm totally sold in on, frankly, uh, on platforms like yours and, and others who, who are looking at this for a couple of reasons. And, th and this is what I say to people who are skeptical. I'm like, to the, well, first, the thing that you mentioned, right? Generational attitudes, experience, comfortability is shifting very, very quickly, faster than than it has before. And so that hump's going to be very that's that's a small one. You know, the next one is just the fact that when you look at how much progression has happened just in six months, a year, it is incredible what has happened and what has been developed in such a short period of time and frankly with imperfect tools and that progress is only going to continue in quality and the third one is i frankly think there's a huge value for this when we look at the future of the world both from a sustainability angle um but also from the point of value not everything has to happen in person Certain things will always have greater value, but frankly, there's going to become more and more obstacles and there needs to be other avenues and better avenues than just a flat 
webinar with a chat on the side. <laughs> I, 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 I totally agree. And, 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 and that point you're making about like, you know, it, it's still kind of, you know, growing and evolving, I think is, is, is so important because it's, it's very easy to look at, you know, look at a metaverse now and, and you know, th th there are plenty of, of ways to, you know, mock it, dismiss it, misunderstand it, right? Because, you know, the, the, the it's, it's embryonic, the graphics are bad, you know, it's not perfectly interactive yet, I can't reach out and touch things, you know, there's, there's loads of things that are bad now, they're not there yet, right? But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from a generation where I walked around with a with a with a Nokia phone in my pocket, which took photos that looked like postage stamps, right? They were terrible. Um, but now I'm sitting here with a with with a Hollywood camera in my pocket, right? You know, the, the difference between those two things was 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 maybe ten years. But you you know, the, the fact that the camera was out there that was just kind of you know sowing the seeds of something that was going to be absolutely you know incredible interest in, in in a few years time. So I think you know, there's a lot of metaverse naysayers out there and you know there, there, there are plenty of things i can criticize about it but i think if 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 you look at that and you think it's something that's about to go away uh, i i i think you're, you're completely missing the point and you're going to end up looking like you know the the guy on cnn 20 years ago complaining about email you know just being a being a one-off and never you know never coming to fruition I just, it's, yeah. it's, to me it's and such an obvious it's such an obvious trajectory yeah. And, and more importantly, you're going to miss the opportunity, you know, especially for global corporations who are trying to keep, you know, a changing workforce together. You know, there's so many different applications. And, you know, I, I just think that it we can, you can't afford at times to be um, cynical right about new technology you have to approach it kind of with an open-mindedness and with a reality of what it can do um but with an open-mindedness and an optimism um and i mean i think that that's something that you guys have been doing for a while um but are continuing to do with kind of you know this next stage of, of development well a hundred percent and and i think i think it, it, it goes even beyond sort of not looking at it cynically. I mean, I, th I think the thing that we found certainly with, with the clients that we've been working with, you know, whether it's an events or whether it's an AR, right? We are actually being able to create like huge competitive advantages for the clients at the moment because A, you're, you're creating new experiences, right? Because this stuff is still new. It's still got that slightly bright, shiny object thing, right? You, you're now able to create experiences where people are genuinely having them for the first time. They're seeing something new or interesting interacting with a product or an idea in a way that they haven't before right so by having that bravery to play around with it and to dip your toe in the water you are able to create new experiences for your customers or your workforce and um, and you know and, and 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 they repay you in kind right you know th those 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 ones i mentioned where we're, we're creating town halls for businesses the employees love it right they're, they're connecting in new ways they have they're creating culture in new ways but also they're looking at their company and saying well you know wow my company's forward thinking they're doing stuff that's cutting edge this is a great place to be right so all of these people who are kind of approaching these things in a non-cynical way are actually you know genuinely reaping the benefits of doing those things mm. with their audience i think yeah for sure and and as you guys have kind of reached this year-ish milestone you know what are you what are you most proud that you guys have been able to kind of provide or kind of get to at this point um, I don't know I think it's that's a hard one to answer because like you say like it, the, the, the whole sort of metaverse AR VR thing 
spins off in 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 so many different directions but but i think it, it, it loops back to what we were talking about earlier right we, we we've, we've done some really cool work creating marketing toys for clients i love doing that because they're they're they're, they're fun and you can play around creatively with things but what i've loved is i've loved um the ability to connect people at events in in new ways um, we we had a couple of years of just doing it in 2d but when i watch you know with with our platform, we're, we're able to sort of look at it as a god's eye view, right? We can see everyone at the event, we can see what they're doing, we can see how they're moving around, um, and it's great when you suddenly see like you know little clusters of people going off and talking about this over here, and there's another little bubble of people talking over there, and you can see them sort of you know swishing around, almost like um, I don't know, like water molecules or something, kind of bumping into each other and creating new connections. Like when when you see that at a sort of if you can imagine looking at that at a bird's eye view, like you're you're like, oh wow, this is cool. This is this is this is a real event. This is this is creating those 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 fun moments, those fun connections that we've just we've all missed out on. Like and it just feels when you look at that that you're looking at something, you know, there is something new going on there. There is something exciting going on there. And um, so I think that really that's the moment it's moments like that where I look at it and I feel excited and feel like there's something there's something different and there's something lasting that's going on here completely and, and for anyone listening who hasn't been on a platform that uses kind of proximity audio spatial audio you have to you have to get on one of these platforms and try it you know and and I've tried it on kind of a couple of different places places like yours um and other kind of 3d environment platforms I've done it in the quest headset as well where they really use kind of like left and right for like people placement and it has such a bigger impact than you can imagine you know it really does it it really adds this naturalness to it yeah, it's and yeah, and just for for people listening, it, it is really interesting that the, the the way it works is this proximity based audio means that when your avatar is close to someone, you can see them, you can have a video connection with them, you can hear them speak, and then as you move further away, you know their voice will get quieter and so on. So it, it replicates that 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 same feeling of being being in the real world, and it is it is great fun. It is very unusual, and it does allow for those 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 sort of really unusual connections but the, the other thing that, that that's quite interesting about the proximity based stuff again from a sort of roi perspective for the clients not only can you have these proximity based connections where you speak to people but you can also do um proximity based analytics spatial analytics so so the other thing i'm able to do with with these virtual events is at the end of it I, okay i can say yes carrie turned up and carrie spent you know 10 minutes in this virtual space but 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 not just that I can say that Carrie spent 10 minutes looking at that particular that particular car you know she was looking at the the the, the blue you know the blue car over here and she spent five minutes looking at the zebra car over here etc so I can really get a sense of like how my audience has participated what they've interacted with and not just on an aggregate level but on an individual level so if you think about sort of you know, particularly b2b interactions and events i can say you know how long did that cmo spend understanding this product how long did that cio spend understanding that product i can really get down to kind of brass tacks in the interaction so i think that is another thing where you just kind of the space actually creates a new elevation in my ability to sort of understand how my audience are experiencing what I'm putting out there. Mm, absolutely. And any any physical experience events, producers or kind of real true believers, 
should be very happy about that. Frankly, I think it's the push in digital of analytics and that availability that has pushed clients to take measurement and analytics more seriously at, at physical events, because it is a challenge, frankly, to get them to invest the budget to properly understand how people experience things, what the movement was like. That's a battle people are surprised that we face, that we're more interested in that than our clients. But digital has really raised the bar. And especially as we look at kind of more 3D movement roaming spaces, it raises the bar for everybody. Totally. And, and, and I think it, it, lets, it lets you do some much smarter things as well. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys do similar stuff in, 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 the, in the physical events, being able to sort of understand who, who's doing what. But particularly in the digital world, like we're able to do like immediate connections back to the CRM. You know, so if, if someone's gone and looked at the blue BMW, well, you know, that's 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 going in the database. The next time they come to an event, they're going to see that same blue BMW at the start of the event. And so on. So we can really get smart about how we use that data. And and the other thing is you can also make people experience the events in slightly different ways. So, you know, when I go in, I see the blue BMW, but when you go in, you see the zebra BMW and so on. But we're both in the same space, right? So yeah. you can use the analytics to kind of connect to the CRM and then connect that back into the experience just so you create these sort of perfectly sort of connected environments. Like, I think I, I think when you connect the dots like that, again, that, that's when you start to see there is a, there is another level that's being put in place here. Mm. And, you know, I know we've talked about this a little bit and you've been very generous in kind of uh, your visions of kind of future stuff, but what what do you see kind of coming down the line? What are you, what are you guys betting on at the moment in this space? It was what I was talking about early, uh, earlier. I mean, I think beyond, well, actually, firstly, the, the events thing has, has been absolutely massive this year. It, 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 was, it was very interesting because I think when we started doing Metaverse, we sort of thought it was going to be lots of, you know, just just purely B two C kind of creating fun worlds for people to go and play in, um, but we found it's been the the, the real massive take up on it has been B two B events, and um, that that's really where where the metaverse has 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 picked up for us. So so that's that's certainly what we've seen this year. Um, what what I think will happen next year is I think what we were talking about um, with with those with with that sort of Apple headset, right? I think. You know, there's, there's this whole sort of thing with Apple where they're not always the first to market, but they are the one to kind of naturalize it in some way, right? And I think when 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 the Apple headset comes out, when actually that starts to get to mass adoption, when you start to not look like an idiot wearing it, you know, you know that might take a year or two. Um, but but you know, when it becomes naturalized. I, I think that's when the big tipping point is going to be. So, so what one of the things we're betting on is actually just making sure we've got the right strategists and engineers and creatives to be able to lean into that moment when it happens. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a massive run on those um, on those real resources and those skill sets, right? Because it's going to creep up on us a little bit. Like suddenly, everyone's going to be walking around wearing headsets, and suddenly you won't be able to get a 3D artist for love or money, right? <laughs> you know, so I think that's that's the one we're leaning into is making sure that we've got the kind of the experience, we've got the resources. And and, and also going back to what we were talking about earlier, you've, you've got to have had a play around because it's so new, you've got to work out what doesn't, you know, what doesn't work before you know what what what, what does work. So I think, you know, we're, we're constantly playing around, we're constantly experimenting so that when actually, you know, that moment happens, which I think will be next year, we're kind of really ready to, to run at it. 
I love that idea that this generation's kind of a key degree will be around like 3D art, you know, whereas like last generation was software engineers were like, that. that's where it's going to, you know, you'll yeah. never hurt for a job. It's like, yeah. no, 3D artists. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, Marcus, this has been a phenomenal chat. I thank you very much for your time, but also for just being so generous with your vision of the future and some of these examples, I think you've brought really exciting and, and unusual ones, you know, maybe some more a- attractive kind of visions of the future than what people have been imagining or, or uh, worried about. So thank you very much. No, it's an absolute pleasure. And thanks, Carrie, to you and Jack for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, great. Well, we will see everybody, not see everybody, we'll talk to everybody uh, next time. Thank you. See ya.